Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera, and you are tuned in to an all-new episode of Just Let It Go podcast. Last week, we celebrated 100 episodes. We're now 101. Um, last week, everybody that was on the live, it was so much fun. I love talking to y'all. I want to do more lives. And for you guys to get to know my personality and for me to get to know y'all and know y'all opinions and thoughts, so I definitely want to do more um, live videos. Should I do like live on YouTube? Um, are there people that like, oh, I don't have Instagram. I use YouTube. Like, So just let me know what y'all want to do. And I can definitely set up some time to kind of do a YouTube live. I've never done it. Um, but it'll be fun to try. So um, just let me know. Um, it was such a vibe. I felt so good. I really was not really thinking about recording in and like I wasn't excited to celebrate 100 episodes I'm just like oh it's cool it's whatever but the more I got ready for the live the more excited I was the more um I was aware of like damn this is a huge feat like this is something like I told y'all before I have very I have trouble like sticking with shit that can push me further like if somebody else wants something done I can get it done for them if it's something for me, I'll back burner it, I'll back burner it, I'll back burner it. And this is something that I have really been consistent with and really have put forth effort. And I really have so many other ideas that I'm challenging myself to at least get three of those ideas off the ground before the end of the year. So I really have like four or five months, four months really, to get some shit shaken. So Guys, bear with me. Cuss me out. If y'all be like, it's, bitch, it's, been, it's the end of September. We ain't see you do shit. Let me know. Um, hold me to the fire if we get to December and y'all don't see nothing. So really cuss me out. But I definitely want to try to get some of my ideas off the ground before the year is out. Um, because I have really huge ideas. Y'all, yesterday, I was talking to my friend Allison because she sent me somebody's like idea of how they would have rebooted or um, updated Living Single because yesterday was the 30-year anniversary. Y'all, I've only said this, my ideas on how I would reboot it to certain people. Why this lady from, I don't know this lady from a can of Sprint had the same damn ideas. And my friend said, when you put ideas in a universe and don't use it, somebody else subconsciously snatches it up. And I feel like that has happened to me so many times. So I'm going to start talking about my ideas for somebody else to get blessed with the thoughts I have because I could be rich one day with half the ideas I have and don't pursue. Also, I'm sipping on a little wine, so if I get a little gilly, you know, silly after a while, blame it on that. But I really was just like, damn, I got to stop putting ideas into the fucking hemisphere, atmosphere, and not hemisphere the fuck atmosphere um because what the hell like i was like damn that's damn near what the hell i just said the fuck so i was mad um how was my week after the 100 episode it's good um y'all know i started a new job last year and i'm really excelling i'm really proud of myself i think i'm in the right space in the right place um i think the trajectory of my career um professionally is going well i think the trajectory of the podcast is going well i'm i was just very 
happy and but I'm getting like good feedback from the podcast from my like my nine to five and just having a lot of like great ideas um have come to me now that I am like in a better headspace I had the best I can't wait to tell you guys my idea I'm gonna announce it um probably in the next two weeks but I have the a, a bomb ass idea that's gonna benefit all of us and it's completely fucking free for the most part so I can't wait to tell you guys this idea. I think it's just going to be something that really pushes us forward um, in the right headspace, especially coming out of summer. So I can't wait to share my idea with y'all. It literally came to me at the most serene and best time. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to see that. And being as though this is the episode 101 101 I want to do some get to know me questions so I made Eric ask me um some questions from 1 to 75 and it's from a website give me some numbers 1 to 75 so it's from a website and it's on get to know you questions because we do have new listeners and you know motherfuckers change and it's a great way to get to know me also Eric is asking me backup questions in case the questions on the website are boring and just basic so the first, I'm going to read the first question. And so y'all can get a one-on-one time with me and get to know me and my thoughts outside of the topics I come up with. So I'm randomly picking the numbers Eric randomly gave me. So number 63 says, what's the worst job you've ever had? Worst job I've ever had. I've worked a lot of different places. I would honestly say outside of like, no, I didn't even have bad jobs as a teenager. My worst job, to be perfectly honest, was working in child welfare because I just felt like it just, it, I didn't feel right morally working there. Um, it was, I didn't feel like I was saving anybody. I felt like overworked, tired, and I didn't feel like, the work that was being done was actually beneficial. And I just didn't like it at all. I felt, I'm still feel, if I feel traumatized from that experience, then I know that the children involved felt traumatized. And I that was just like, I'm going to tell you why it was bad, because I was so stressed out. I lost weight that I couldn't afford to lose at the time. Um, When I stress, I, I have a, a condition called keratosis, polaris so when i stress out real bad i create dry patches around my body this time i i was stressed out so bad i had a whole dry patch on my cheek i wasn't hungry i didn't eat full meals like i was just up i would be at work from seven to like seven like at work seven to seven so that was the worst job because it took a toll on me mentally and physically and um to the point that mentally I got a new I quit, had some time off, got a new job and it wind and I was working my new job and finding like something minuscule that wasn't even nothing I was real stressed about stressed me out and I had adverse effects from the stress I went through the year prior. So yeah, worst job ever. Fifty four. What's your favorite thing about your current job? More money. Four. Uh, number four. 
what's the next place on your travel bucket list and why? I really want to go to like um, Jamaica. I want to I, I just love Jamaican culture. I really want to go there. Um, I also want to go to Costa Rica because some of them or Honduras. Something about me is just telling me to run away to like a rainforest, like Lisa left Isla Lopez, and just chill there for a little bit. So yeah, I want to go to like either Costa Rica or Honduras as well. Twenty seven. Eric, these are really random. What's your favorite board game? I fucking hate board games. Um, yeah, I hate them. I don't like them. They're boring to me. The only one I think I like a little bit is Clue. And that's because I'm an investigating motherfucker. So there's Eric. Um, 11. Are you into podcasts or do you only listen to music? I'm into podcasts. Yeah, I haven't really since um the last year of me doing like podcasting by myself. Um, because I don't want to taint my own thoughts or listen to so many opinions. I only listen to podcasts um if the topic is totally different from mine or if it's after my I recorded for the week. So um yeah, I like podcasts. I the ones that I listen to currently, y'all know my girls, Black Girls Brunch. I listen to them faithfully. Um usually after I record. Um I like Don't Call Me White Girl, another Philly. Y'all know OG. I love to read. Um and I watch a lot of YouTube. So there's that. So Eric also asked me questions. He said, what's a book, movie, or song that has a profound effect on you? Um, A book, movie, or song? I honestly don't know. I think um, first thing that comes to mind, a book. Um, I read I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, and I really enjoyed it. Um. I think that I like that book a lot. I read it when I was a kid. I read it because I felt like I was a shy kid. And when you grow up and during the time that I grew up, Maya Angelou was just such a great public figure and she seemed perfect, like, oh, so respectable, so smart. But reading that book, just knowing the things that she went through and the mistakes that she made and everything upon it, and just to see how she is was very forthcoming about being a flawed person, it made me realize that we don't have to be perfect and we don't have to have everything correct, but we have to have life experience in order to impact others. So I really like that book. Um, he also asks, what's something you always wanted to learn or try by having yet? Driving. Um, I don't know if y'all know. I don't drive. I'm very scared of driving. I'm very scared. Like, I hate being in cars, period. I really, really do. I get anxiety. Um, as my sister would say, if I'm in the front seat, my, my fake, uh, my invisible brakes are going like, I fucking hate being in cars, but this year I really want to learn to drive. I'm forcing myself to learn because I just need to be able to get up and go if there's an emergency, but that's one of it. Um, don't drive. I'm an Uber girl. Um, if you could spend a day doing anything, what would you choose? I mean, if I had all the money in the world, I would be, like, traveling, meeting Beyonce, going to the Renaissance Tour again. Today, that's what I would be doing. What's the most memorable place you visited or would like to visit? Well, how am I going to have a memory about it if I didn't visit it yet, Eric? What's the most memorable place you've gone to? 
Uh, the most place I have memories. I don't know. Every time I take a trip, I feel like I create a lot of memories. Um, I would say the most memorable place I've ever visited. Yeah, I I feel like um, anytime I travel, I think I'm really good at creating experiences and having uh good times and no matter what. Um, one place that I was at that's super memorable. Probably Miami, because I've been there a couple times, and I feel like um, it's like girls' trips. There's always a bunch of shenanigans, and I have really, like, unlike some people when they go to Miami, I actually have really great Miami trips. So there's that. Eric also sent some other numbers. Um, Let me see. I got some time, so I can go through, like, a couple more. Let me see. Number 38. Who or what never fails to make you laugh? All right. it's This is a double-edged sword. So, like, TV, like, Martin, Living Single, um, anything with Monique, um, like, movies with Monique, not her stand-up, her movies. Um, also, my friends and my sisters, um, my family in general, makes me crack up. Like, I think I'm around some of the funniest people in the world. Like, no matter what, we're going to crack up. Um, yeah. What topics or subjects do you find yourself reading or talking about the most? I think one of the most random, to- well, y'all know I do pop culture, but some of the most random topics I talk about a lot is um, post-slavery and the effects that it has on us and the fact that people want to erase um, racism and race, uh, erase like, um, the effects that Jim Crow or slavery had on us and make us think it was so much long ago. But that shit was really around a corner. Yeah, that's one of my random topics I always talk about um, outside of pop culture on this show. All right. All right, one more. I'm going to do one more. Do I collect anything? No. 63. I think I did that one. 64. I didn't do All right, Eric, this is the last one. Superpower, what would it be? How would you use it? Obviously, y'all can tell just by these answers. I want to get the hell away. But I would do time travel, like um, like space travel, like being able to pop up and pop in at different places. I don't know what that's called. Um, and I would also do telekinesis um, to like move things and do things. Yeah, teleportation. That's what it is. I would do teleportation. Like, I want to move and be in places at once because y'all know I don't like to drive now. So, what's your favorite way to unwind or relax after a visit? I just said that's the last one. I like to... All right, I work from home most of the time, so I like to get away from my my work area. I like to, like, either go outside the, my place or I like to go in another room. I like to cook. Um... Look at TikTok a lot of the time. I just like to be quiet, honestly. I don't like talking. After working all day and talking all day, sometimes I just don't want to talk. Like, after I record, like, Wednesdays, I usually, like, Wednesdays are a lot because sometimes, you know, I have a lot of meetings on Wednesdays during the day. 
and then I record the podcast. So sometimes after recording the podcast, I just need silence because I didn't talk my, I didn't, first of all, I code switch. That's number one. Then number two, I've been talking all day and I just like really, really need silence. My therapist asked me, like, would I go on a silence retreat? And I was like, what the fuck is it? So basically, it's like a retreat where, depending on how long you're there, it could be for 24 hours, it could be for a weekend, but you don't talk at all. You do activities, you get like spa treatment done, you um, do some type of like meditation, you do yoga, but you don't have your phone, you don't have TV, um, you might um, can listen to music and you can read books, but you cannot talk. And she asked me what I liked that. A part of me want to say yes, but I never been quiet that long, but I do, I, I crave like silence. Like I love, like sometimes that's why I want to go to like Costa Rica. Sometimes I just need like silence, like dead silence. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I just need to be, I, I just need things to be quieted down. That's why I also sometimes my phone most of the time is on do not disturb. But you guys, with the thanks of Eric, have learned just a bit about your girl and if you have any questions that you want to ask me about me or um just want to know because you're nosy like that depending on the question i'll answer it for you guys um so don't be shy i won't ever be rude i just might not answer your question or i might just tell your ass you nosy either way you go you know let me know um your thoughts and um that is your one-on-one on episode 101 with your girl um yeah ask me any questions eric says that's rude that's not rude i just probably won't answer if it's just like like if you ask me like if you fake acting like a fan and you ask me about like a dude i talk to or something but you like oh you asked us to ask you anything like girl don't ask me that you get cussed out and you'll get blocked. Like now you tell him like you know my business. Like, no. All right, so let's get into the topics this week. Let's have a fun. We have been pretty much a fun week. We won't have fun today. So there's been a lot going on on the internet. And somebody's name, this man name has been ringing bells for weeks. Let me preface this by saying me being nosy has never really got me in a situation that I regretted, right? I never, I rarely ever regret being nosy, especially when it comes to like celebrities and shit, right? So I'm watching, one day I'm working or whatever, and I was watching Candy's Candy Coated Podcast, and I'm like, oh, the guy four is on there. Now, I know that four went viral for being in bondage, and four from Black Ink Crew. I know that he went viral for being in bondage, but, like, I really be like, you know, who don't do shit like that? Like, I just think everybody, like, an undercover freak, like... I think, like, the librarian chick that you grew up with is a freak. So, I don't pay too much attention um, to certain things. Like, I don't feed into everything, right? So, I was just watching her um, her podcast, Candy Coated something. 
Um, and he was on here, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that vi- that viral video, you getting pegged?" I said, "What?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, it's on my Twitter." So you know, I go look after I'm finished work. I'm like, "Oh yeah," he was talking about all this stuff on Candy Coated Nights. Let me go on my Twitter. And y'all know, if y'all want to follow me on Twitter, it's at I am DeAndre Kiera on Twitter. So follow me there and follow the podcast, Just Let It Glow on Twitter. But so I go look on my Twitter, like, well, what they talking about? Because, like, that was weird. That was surprising, not weird. But so I go on the page. Let me say this. The pegging, it ain't that deep. Like, people like it. It's, you know... Is something there is a G spot there, people enjoy it, right? It's everything else. It's any like I just feel like we have gotten so far about this freaky deaky shit where people aren't even doing stuff for pleasure. They're doing it for clickbait or they're doing it just to say, like, oh, I'm nasty, I'm doing this, I'm with whatever, I don't care. I'm I'm open i'm da, 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 da. and some of this stuff just don't be seeming like it, you get real pleasure from it you know what i mean or it makes sense it just seems like whatever excuse me whatever you can do to have more people link into your only fans for you to tap into this niche crowd for people to be like oh they're super freaky nasty and all of this other stuff so that you can have the craziest story during drinking games at a game night right go look on this man page so i see video after video like him and his girlfriend it's the pegging he doing what he doing to her she doing stuff to him anything he do to her she do to him right then it's a video by himself and this is a trigger warning because this is jolly he drinks his own semen yes you heard me right he drunk a cup full of his own semen and that's when i regretted being nosy that is when i regretted being nosy because there was never a time there was never a space there was never no moment in life that i ever really really needed to see this man drink his own semen and even if he we wind up finding out it's fake whatever he did some editing and it's really milk just the idea of it made my stomach hurt because I just be feeling like y'all be trying to be so freaky and everything else. It just seems like a kink, whatever. I'm not here to kink shame, but it just seemed like y'all be doing shit or saying y'all into shit just for the sake of saying it and just being nasty and just saying like, Oh yeah, I did this. I did that. I'm, I, I'm into all this. And it's kind of like y'all removed intimacy from sex. Like, the way that it's like everybody has sex like porn stars now where it's not like and it's not in a complimentary way it's not in a passionate uninhibited way it's really like y'all are people are doing stuff just to like be like oh yeah freaky dicky i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be nasty i'm gonna do this to this person i'm gonna turn them out i'm gonna do this and it's like, hold up, wait, switch positions, do this. And it's just like in a competition just to be nasty, to be nasty. Um, That's what I don't like. And I feel like people are just, it's a way to be manipulative. Because like if you're dating, some listen, I'm not one of those girls. 
I don't feel like if you try to do some nasty degree and stuff with me, that you're just like super into me and that makes you want me. I literally think I'm turned off that you even want to do certain stuff with me because I think you want to do that with everybody. I don't, I have not convinced myself that I'm just so freaking special that you just got to do the, the craziest stuff with me because you're just so into me. I immediately going to think as a man, like you just do that with everybody. And I don't like that. Like, I just feel like you just, you for anybody. Like I like my niggas exclusive like me, like, uh, uh-uh. so yeah. But anyway, he has been saying like, he's just in a happy place and I can feel that. I feel like you absolutely are in a happy place. I think that you should do whatever makes you happy. I just feel like certain stuff, you can't convince me that that made you happy. And, um, like it did anything for you other than you are able to now have clickbait and that you're able to say like, Oh yeah, watch this video. And it's probably like one of his most viewed videos because it's like watching a train wreck. Like if I like, it's like watching a car crash, like, on the road, you in a back and you cussing everybody out, like, stop looking at the crash, just drive, right? But when it's your turn to uh, see the car crash, you gonna look too. That's really what it is. So now that I told y'all about him drinking his own semen, y'all are probably like, oh, that's nasty. Da-da-da-da. But I bet y'all find his Twitter. I bet y'all a bunch of y'all gonna find his Twitter because we're naturally nosy people. Now, if somebody buys his OnlyFans, tell me what else y'all seen. Because that's just the shit on his Twitter. I could only imagine what's actually on his OnlyFans. So if one of y'all purchases OnlyFans, just let me, don't send me no screen recordings because I don't want to have that type of relationship with nobody. But just like write an anonymous letter to me and let me know what is on it. And if it says freaky as I thought it is. Like take one for the team. Watch it so the rest of us don't have to. Um, so in public health news, COVID cases are on the rise and a lot of places are now making you wear masks again. Here's the thing. We three years into this shit. Apparently, I think we just have to realize COVID season is starting to be like cold and flu season, but it has more detrimental issues just like flu season. Like if you're immunocom- immune compromised, you should be very careful during this season because of the fact it's a little bit more dangerous than flu season. Apparently, it seems like every August through December, it's going to be on a rise because it's cold and flu season. People are back at work. People are back at school. And people are have congregated the entire summertime. Be careful. We all got to get back on our supplements. We done probably all fell off during the summer months. We're not eating right. We partying. We drinking. We out around people. I have been acting like COVID is not a thing. I have a pack of masks that I have two boxes of masks that I have not touched. Um, that's due that expires next year. So I need to use this shit. Um, I've been in the office. I ain't been wearing no masks because there's no mask um, mandate. But now that cold and flu season is upon us, we need to make sure that we are doing COVID. We are up on our shit. That we are by soling it out. At this point, it's just here to stay. And we have to adjust and make shit make sense. So, that being, if you are really sick for more than a couple of days, 
If you lose your taste or smell, you got COVID. Stop going around people. If you are extremely sick, if you have a cold and it's very bad and you know that you might be around people that if they get sick, you'll they'll be in a hospital. They might be, you know, have more than just like the average cold. Stay your ass at home. Like, it's getting real again. It's the fall. It's that time of the year. Y'all people, I hate to say it, y'all people with children that are between pre-K and first grade, y'all are the ones that spread the sicknesses the most. Hate to say it. Them little daycare kids, them little kids that ain't really that good at washing their hands and blowing their nose, y'all parents of them kids, I need y'all to wear masks a little bit more. I need y'all to get some sea moss. Um, I'm gonna tell y'all if y'all in the tri-state area where y'all can get some sea moss um from what's the website called? And if y'all get it, let them know that I sent y'all so I can get some uh I was getting my sea moss from this website called BYBL Life. So it's B I B this is www.byb L lifestyle yeah so it's like b-y-b-l lifestyle um dot com that's where i got my cmos from so if you're in a tri-state area they'll drop it off to you meaning like if you're in like this part of the tri-state philly jersey delaware they will bring it to you if you have if it has to be shipped um they can ship it to you so check that out get y'all cmos on get y'all supplements get y'all some elderberry Get y'all some echinacea, some vitamin C. Let's act like we know. Stop acting like it went away. It ain't go away, poo. It ain't go away, poo. It's big. She here to stay. And we just need to adjust to it at this point and stop feeling like the world is over. We're going to adjust to that hoe. We're going to knock her out the punk, out the park. If you don't want to get a COVID vaccine shot, just be very, I might get another one. But just be, you know, be on your Zoom, eat good, have some vegetables, take your vitamins, wear a mask when you are around two or more people, you know, you know, at work, especially because one thing about me, I'm going to start wearing my mask at work so that if I do get COVID, I can be like, well, bitch, I have my mask on, so I ain't going back to work. So be very careful. (sighs) The next topic is so interesting to me. Because one of the things I always say, one thing a man going to do is want to be seen. One thing, like y'all think that women are the ones that talk too much and be like telling a business. Men get caught cheating because men always got to be seen. Men always want to be seen. That's why women never get caught cheating. Men always get caught cheating because they are the messy ones. So there's this girl, I've been following her for a minute. Her name is Morgan. Morgan is 23 years old and has a six to seven month old baby, right? Cute little girl. She's going viral because she makes these cute posts of her, not cute, but very honest posts about her and her daughter when she's trying to get ready for work as a single mom. And she calls her baby the the random man in Atlanta. So it's an ongoing joke between her and her TikTok followers about her and does she always say and i'm with it's just me and this baby this this baby from a random man in atlanta 
So she had shared about what happened with this random man in Atlanta who had six kids. She never, ever had any identifiers about him. We, you know, we know nothing about him other than he's a random man in Atlanta. He had a roommate. He's older than her. He had six kids. He convinced her to move to Michigan while she was pregnant. She gave birth. 30 days after recovering from her C-section, she's in Michigan alone. The man leaves her and goes with his ex-girlfriend and now acts like her child does not exist. That is all we know about this man. And women have um, supported her. um, Followers have, you know, really enjoyed her content, have really given her a lot of love and praise, you know, and encouragement. She launched some merch a year ago, I mean, a week ago, and um, the guy, she had a video where the guy, she said the random man in Atlanta cussed her out for making merch. But again, she, like she said, you don't support your child. This is a way for me to make some more money so I can support my child. And at this point, nobody knows who you are. You know this nigga decides to reveal on TikTok who he is, put out there on TikTok who the fuck he is in an effort, in an effort to discredit anything she has ever said he revealed himself and basically didn't do anything but gaslight the situation and pretend as if he actually provides for the little girl. Say he gave her 16K when really that was her money and he took it from her. And one of the things I always say is that to be so much of a fucking narcissist that you reveal your hand and you are so freaking convinced that people are just going to believe you because you said the fucking sky is green when we all know it's blue. It's such an illness that I just find it fascinating to walk around and be dead ass wrong and convince yourself that you are absolutely in the right. And that because you are who you are and you say what you say, that regardless of the fact, regardless of the fact of the matter, you can't even deny that you didn't leave her 30 days after she gave birth and had a C-section. I don't know about y'all, but I know for a fact that I have heard that a C-section, for the first two weeks, you can't even do anything by yourself. To be 23, have a C-section, and be left alone is absolutely disgusting. To, like she said, she said he little-girled her a lot in the relationship, talked to her. Anytime she said something he didn't like, he would just like, oh, yeah, you a little girl. But when she was paying bills, she wasn't a little girl. When she was giving her money, she wasn't a little girl. And I say this to say... We have really, and it's not to this Morgan, because again, she's only 23. We have got to be very careful of the men that we surround ourselves with and really create a way that these type of guys can't even deal with nobody. We have to unite as a sisterhood so men like him won't procreate any further. Because the fact that she's the sixth she has a sixth child. I think for part of it, she didn't know. I think it was like she didn't know he had kids until she was pregnant or whatever. 
whatever it was, he had his own, he had an apartment he was sharing with some other guys. He didn't even have his own shit. You got six kids and you ha- have a fucking roommates. You have roommates and apparently he uh sell weed or whatever. Like, it's just like, we have to stop dating. Even when men are older than us and they seem like they are smart and they got it together. If something, if you feel like some shit in the milk ain't clean, leave them alone. Because you can't fix them up. You can't, you can't make a bum a billionaire in a day. You just can't. He has bum tendencies. Leave that man alone. Because to get on this internet and pretend as if, oh yeah, um, she's a liar, but you have no real proof as to why she's a liar. But then your second baby mom gets up on TikTok and confirms that now that she know that he's the random man in Atlanta, she can honestly say what that girl said was true. I'm waiting for the other four baby moms to say something. And I feel like y'all just need to get a class action suit and sue that bitch for child support because ain't nobody got time for that. Like, it's absolutely, you know how much audacity one person, audacity and delusion to get on the internet where people virtually had no idea who you were. She has never said your name, never a nickname, never said where you hang out with, where you went to school, nothing. Just a random man in Atlanta. You know how many random men in Atlanta are? there are? No one had no way of knowing it was you. To For you to do, be so egotistical and do that, and you thought, you know why? Because there's a bunch of men that hate women on the internet. That's why he felt like he could do it. He wanted that, that audience of men who hate women to support him. And if y'all do, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. It's a very sick. It's very sick. It's very strange. And I, I really just don't get it. That is one of the things that always bad for me about men. <sighs> also, I'm going to need y'all to stop, quote unquote, getting saved and trying to shame other people on the internet. I am so tired of y'all trying to erase y'all wholeness, erase your sins, erase your mistakes, because you have found a higher power of whatever sorts, and you want your wholeness to be deleted. So by, therefore, you deleting your wholeness, you have to point out everyone else's mistakes in their walk and their sins, or you have to pass judgment on someone that you feel like is below you because you have found a higher power. I am sick of seeing it. I am so tired of seeing it. Like it gets it gets under my skin so bad because I just feel like if you have sought that higher power, if you have, you know, been to church and you know, you have changed your walk, you have changed your life, and you are now repenting the sins of your past mistakes, that's fine. Right? You just focus on you and what you got going on. If you are in a spiritual journey where you are, you know, being coming uh, a little bit more into yourself. You are understanding who you are growing to as a woman. You no longer had the same interests as you did four or five years ago, but you are focused on you, more power to you. But don't go ahead and cuss out 25-year-olds for doing 25-year-old shit, the same 25-year-old shit you was doing. But now that you're 35, you act like you don't understand what it felt to be 25 lit and having fun. Because you feel your power of power, you feel like you changed so much and now you have done so much work that you can pass judgment on others. 
I'm going to tell y'all this right now. I have been working for the last three years in therapy, you know, working on my spirituality, working on my faith, you know, working on my, my changing my mindset, my mindset, changing my life. One thing about it, I'm not preaching everybody to go to therapy. I'm not telling everybody to go to therapy. I tell you what therapy has done for me. That's it. Just like if you, um, if someone is very deep into the church and they want to tell you, you know, you know how they've been able to make things to happen through God. That is not them telling you to go, you know, to church. I'm not telling you to go to therapy. I'm not telling you to go to church. I'm not telling you to manifest. I'll show you, tell you how I did it. But I'm not saying, oh yeah, yeah, bitch. That's why this happened because you don't do this, this, that, and the third. I don't do that. And I'm getting tired of, or even when you are a hoe, quote unquote, you have done a lot of hoe shit and you feel a guy that can look past or is unaware of your wholeness. And now you want to tell other women how they must change their ways in order to get a good man, Savannah. Like I'm over that. So I'm on social media and I'm not one to shade nobody or call women whores, right? But I will say, a lot of women have, with the internet and the Instagram being what it is, have used their sexuality for gain, have talked about sex on sex-based podcasts for gain, have had OnlyFans for gain, have been doing some form of sex work, sex work in order to survive. And I'm not judging it. I'm not judging it at all. What I don't like is when you no longer want to indulge in those things, you condemn other people for not even doing half the shit you did before, Stephanie Santiago. For you to comment on a post about young Miami and call her a fucking whore is absolutely insane. When you, she is, if y'all don't know because she's not famous, she was on Angela Yee's podcast, Lip Service. Her name is Stephanie Santiago. And on that podcast, she is a former stripper, bartender, Instagram model. She has had OnlyFans. She has dated people, you know, like she said, street guys. Um, she's a very beautiful woman. She's dated street guys. She's dated athletes, you know, all of that. So, Carisha had tweeted, I hate Elaine bitch with class, boring hoe, right? It's a song. She then writes, clearly Diddy chose a classy, beautiful girl who actually carries herself like a woman over her this day. Don't worry, sis. C-I-S. He'll be back when he wants to disrespect a hoe again. I find it interesting that a woman who had walked a walk like yourself would have the fucking gall or audacity to call another woman a whore, a hoe, a whore, anything, then double down in the comments and say that you are saved, that you are living your soft life, that you're traveling and you're living beautiful and you're pure and you're a good person. If you are those things, and I commend you, if you have found a higher power and you want to change your ways and you want to do whatever it is that make your life better, whatever you feel. Because I also remember that you were the same woman a couple of years ago that was talking about how you were kicking your addiction to pills. That you were doing so, you have done like 
$1,000 worth of drugs in one day. And while I watched it, I said, oh, I'm glad she's healthy. She's doing well for herself. For you to be that same person and condemn other people and you walk a higher, uh, holier than thou life, I just can't take it. And that's why I said in the beginning, one of the most profound books I read was I Know by the Cage Bird Saints because as much of a pedestal that other people try to put Mar- Maya Angelou on, she was very raw, very honest about her life and her mistakes. And she never made excuses for either one of them. She said, this is what I used to do and this is who I am today. It's other people that tried to make her a martyr. All of her, if you read her fucking book, you would see how raw her life was, how she changed, how she didn't want other women to walk her walk. So she was very forthcoming about her life in order to stop the next woman from doing it. See, y'all, the thing is, y'all be two years fucking removed and feel like you can give fucking advice on how not to do certain shit or that you can now, because you done cleaned Jacuzzi real good and went to the doctors and put on all white and took your fucking makeup off and your lashes, you feel like you could say, oh, yeah, I'm living my soft life. I'm not that type of woman anymore. And you very well might not be, but you're an even worse woman than that woman. At least that woman was working in her truth. You are another woman that shames other women for doing shit, not even shit that you were doing. You are nasty. And it's just like this woman on TikTok who was trying to talk shit about Kiki Palmer and tell us on y'all bullied her into, you know, being a single mom and that her man should have left her because she was wearing revealing clothing. Bitch, you got a fucking kid by a married pastor. But because you want to change your trajectory of your story, you want to act like you wasn't doing some fucking fall ass shit. It's flaw is weird and it's annoying that y'all do this. Stop it. Walk your walk. You would have more people interested in your story if you were honest. And I'm not saying praise the shit you were doing before. When I let you, the reason I like Sarah Jake Roberts is because she's very raw about her walk with God and the things that she went through. I have yet to hear her condemn other women. I only hear her talk from her experiences and experience of her homegirls. She doesn't condemn women. She's not walking around telling y'all what to do, how to do it. She's talking about why she feels the way she did post doing this. Just the same way that I talk about my journey on my glow up. I am not condemning nobody. I tell y'all all the time, I fuck up every day. I'm just figuring this out. I'm not telling y'all what to do. I'm just showing y'all what things I want to achieve, how I want to walk through this glow up phase in my life, these glowing seasons, some things, personal growth things that I want to grow on, some things I experienced in the past, and that's it. Stop trying to condemn other people about shit that y'all be doing. Or it's shit that is less than the shit you actually do. And getting up on the internet as if, like, we can just erase your history. That's not how life works. This is not men in black. It's just so frustrating to me to sit your ass up on a sex-based positive podcast and call another woman a hoe. Get her ass off the show. I don't even watch this shit no more. It's all annoying. Y'all pissed me off so goddamn bad with that. It made me so mad. That That's the shit that makes me mad. But next, I want to put a little glow on it. This is the segment where I usually 
say like, hey, like this is a person, this is what I think they should do with their career. But this person, I really don't know what else they could do because they're fucking phenomenal, phenomenal. And the only thing that they need to do is make sure that you all actually go listen to their music and support them. And that's Victoria Monet. Victoria Victoria Monet just dropped the video to her hit single on my mama. Choreographed by Sean Big Kid. When I say this video, Chef's Kiss, this is the best video I've seen all year. The choreography, the nostalgia, the songs. This me and my sister be listening to her, and I'm always like, yo, she has metaphors like a fucking old school rapper, like a rapper's rapper, like a lyricist. Like her, you can tell she's educated, she's smart. Her metaphors hit every single time. They're always Instagram caption worthy. They are always giving. Her music is a vibe. It's fun. It makes no mistakes that why some of your favorite songs were written by her. So what I need y'all to do is buy, listen to her album, stream her album when it come out, uh, August 24th. Because when I say this girl is like, I just love like a story of somebody that is triumphant. Like, she's around my age in her 30s, and it just seemed like, you know, she has been one of those people that has always been around, and she has had so many opportunities. And while she could have just been resting on being a songwriter, sis said no. Sis said, I'm a performer. I'm going to give a show. The fact that other artists are doing her choreography during their set, (laughs) catch that T if you know it. They're doing her own her set choreography during their own set. She is a trendsetter. If you listen to some Ariana Grande song, you be like, "What is she talking about?" That do not sound like no Ariana because it's Victoria Monet. It's because it's Victoria Monet. Sis can write. Sis can dance. Sis is beautiful. She. It should be no reason why we're not standing her the way that we should. It's no reason why all of that talent is not being utilized in the way that it should be. When I say go listen to Jaguar 2 this week, do not fail her. Make sure them numbers hit. You will not be mad at me. She has at least three singles out right now that are hitting. Smoke with Lucky Day, um, Party Girls, and On My Mama. All three hits that was giving me, getting me through the summertime. Go listen to Victoria Monet. Go stream her shit. Go follow her up on TikTok, Instagram, all of it. Because I, for one, really want to go see her show when she comes to Philly. The shit sold out in fucking two minutes. And the fucking um, robots that like to like to uh, resell tickets, all of the bots that resell tickets, bought up her tickets. So I'm trying to wait for them to be like normal prices again. Because she comes here, I think, September 16th. And I really want to go because I like her. And I really want to have a good time. But it's down at the TLA. So what I'm going to try to do, I'm going to get cute that day and see if I can snag me some tickets. So if y'all know anybody that got tickets, they ain't trying to sell it for a bunch of money for a standing room only concert, let me know. Because, yeah, that she's the girl that y'all need to guess. She's the girl that you absolutely need to guess. Like, I want to see her win. She should be running it up. Okay. So this week's glow up topic. I feel like I talked about this before, but I feel like it's something that probably needs to be said again. 
as we grow up, you know, some of us, like, if you're like me, one of the ways that you love is wanting to protect everybody around you, right? And a part of that protecting everyone around you thing can sometimes come up in a form of getting madder about situations than they are or wanting to take on someone else's shit for them or like wanting to defend them when you feel like they haven't defended themselves. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And I brought this up because me and my friend had a conversation about this. And I was like, you know, and she was kind of talking about doing that for other people. And I was like, you know, we're a lot alike. That is just how we love, right? That is our love language. We, for the people we love, we going to run it down. We're going to do whatever we can to make sure they're fine. We're going to defend them till we're blue in the face. We're going to take on their issues every single time. But at some point, you got to stop that shit. For a lot of reasons. One, because it's burnout, right? It's a lot of burnout to take on someone else's issues. You have your own life and your own issues. You don't have to do that. That's adding more issues on top of you. And that's adding more stress and pain. And that's going to aid you and make you fucking tired. And that burnout is real. That's why I feel like certain careers, like certain social work careers, if you're super involved, it's a threshold for that. Because you start to um develop a lot of their problems and take on their issues when that just might be the way that we all love right and I just talked about this in therapy where I was just mad because I felt like I was trying to be there for somebody and they just don't want it and what my therapist said was like well how are we gonna put that energy into you and I said oh shit bitch you just ran the fuck out of me like basically she was saying whatever you feel like you want to put into worry about yourself focus on yourself you got some things that you need to focus on. You don't got to help everybody that needs the help. You need the help. You need a you. So be you for you, you know? And one of my other biggest things that I like to do, I like to defend people. I like to, like, take on, like, if somebody do my friend, my sisters, anybody in my family wrong, and, you know, we good, we cool, I love you, I'm ready to cuss everybody out. If my mom said she had a had a bad day at work and somebody was rude to her, I'm ready to find that hoe. If I'm in the car with my sister and somebody cut her cut cut her off, I'm ready to cuss their asses out because why would you do that to my sister? Like why would you do that? She ain't she just driving. She ain't do nothing wrong. Why would you do that? Like I'd be ready to fight. Um, when I know that my friend has a good heart and they're a good person. And I see somebody taking advantage of that. I'm ready to knock his off. Stop it. Because you're going to get frustrated about a situation that ain't that deep. And people are adults. Unless they're children. they The people in your life are fucking adults. If they are in a situation or they got a friend that's disrespectful or rude or uses them. They're an adult. Let them deal with it. If they, if you feel like they're taking advantage of, again, they're an adult. They understand that feeling where they're feeling taking advantage. We all know what that feels like. We all have some level of a gut. It's called a gut feeling. We all understand rejection. If they are ignoring it, let them. If 
you know, somebody did them wrong and they're venting to you about it. It is not your business and it is not your job to confront the person. And uh, because now you have an issue with that person and these two people don't. I did that before where I felt like my friend deserved something and somebody was taking it from them. So I defended my friend until they got what they deserved. And now me and a person that, you know, was taking something from my friend, me and that bitch don't talk. We was beefing. And she was cool with my friend who I got in a position that she needed to be. Like, that that just confused y'all. So let me just try to make it make sense. My friend deserved a job. And this other person took the job from them. I feel like, this hypothetical, I felt like my friend deserved that job because this person did this, this, that, and the third. And my person, my friend was the rightful earner of that job. And this bitch stole my friend resume and got the job so i said no this is my friend's resume they deserve their job so the people at the job was like hold up yeah this is her resume yeah we're gonna give it to the rightful person so my friend got the job i'm not even in the job i don't even work there and then i'm beefing with the other girl that was was about to get the job if that makes sense now me and her beefing and her and my friend cool because all because I felt like my friend didn't know how to defend themselves. And the thing is, she know how to defend herself. She just didn't give a shit enough to do it. But also didn't defend me and say, no, girl, you know, you can be mad at her, but she was really just defending me. But that girl is like, no, she need to mind her damn business because you got a mouth. And she do. And she did. And I probably shouldn't have def- offended her. I shouldn't have defended her ass at all. I should have mind my goddamn business because just like I know how to talk and uh, speak up for myself, everybody else do too. So sometimes you do need to speak up and sometimes you just need to learn when to mind your fucking business. Like if you're seeing somebody getting beat up, you can scream, hey, but also call the cops because that don't mean you need to be jumping in the fight. Like, if you see, like, a man beating up a woman and you're a woman and you don't have a weapon, you say, hey, nigga, I'm calling the cops. Call the cops. Don't walk your ass over there and feel like you can be a fucking six foot seven man. Bitch, you get gone. You call the cops and you let them know where you at. You don't go over there and try to fist fight that man. You call the cops. You say, listen, I just walked up on a domestic disturbance. This is a da 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 I'm at this street right here. That's what you do. When you have someone that struggles with defending themselves and they are constantly relying on you to defend them, how are they learning to defend themselves? How can they learn to speak up for themselves? Once you stop speaking up for them, they'll eventually learn that I have to advocate and be an advocate for myself like we all do. Because everyone should be able to speak up for themselves once they reach a certain point in life you cannot take on other people's pain you cannot take on other people's sorrow you can be there and you can empathize and sympathize but you do not have to take that on because everybody else is good and you on the outskirts now you looking crazy you know one of your friends did another friend dirty so you stop fucking with that friend 
and now them two bitches in school and now they're not the other friend that you cut off and cool with you so you looking stupid and you can't hang out when they hang out yeah stop doing that shit we grown ass women if she feel a way about whatever chicky chick did let her speak on that for herself stop taking it on because like i said i have been there where it just be like oh no why would they do that to that person that's fucked up i'm gonna be the one to say something uh-uh i ain't got shit to say no more your friend that's in a relationship that and it's toxic it makes no fucking sense and you know she complain about her nigga all the time her nigga do this her nigga do that he ain't this he ain't that she fucking tired don't give her no fucking advice just that oh that's crazy you're going you'll do what you need to do when you need to do it she know what's best leave it alone because then they don't they're mad at you later for speaking on some shit they didn't want you to speak on they don't want you to say, yeah, girl, your nigga ain't shit. <laughs> you supposed to be like, oh, girl, you'll figure it out. Oh, girl, you know, that's just how men is. You know, you'll know what you need to do. That's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear like, yeah, that nigga got you fucked up. That's crazy. You could do better. Because I feel like if you're not being treated right, just like a job, if you're not being treated right in any situation, if you're not being treated right in your friendship, in your relationship, with your family members, at your job, I'm going to always feel like you deserve better. But it's up to you to feel like you deserve better. It's up to you to feel like you deserve to be defended. It's up to you to advocate for yourself. It's not on everybody else. And my love language is always to like protect. I'm a big sister. My innate emotion is to protect those around me. It don't matter. You know, I was taught that that is how that's nurture and nature for me, you know, where I just, I'm a Scorpio, but I'm also a big sister. I was taught like to protect the people around me. I'm the oldest granddaughter. My brain is like, protect everybody, take up for this person, put your neck on the line for this. You know, don't let people do that. Like, fuck the bully. Defend this, you know, the small person. Like, that's how my brain is. But it's at some point where you have to just stop taking that shit on. Because it makes you, you be so mad about a situation. I swear, I could be more mad about a situation than the person who's offended. And now I look crazy. Because it's like, why are you so hyped? And because I can, you know, because I'm mad. Now I'm mad because why would you do that to that nice person? Why would you be so mean to this nice lady? They are so nice. Why would you be mean to them? They have such a big heart. They'll do anything for anybody. You going to treat them like shit? And I'm cussing you out, but they still cool with you after I done cussed you out on their behalf because they too nice. And, I, and that sometimes show that they... You have to let people build upon their own boundaries. You cannot fix other people's boundaries for them. They have to fix them themselves. If they allow people to be disrespectful to them, you got to allow them to feel what it's like to be disrespected. You can't keep protecting people who don't want to be protected. If they don't feel like it's worthy of their um, time to indulge in and defend themselves or confront a situation, stop fucking doing it for them. You got to have that idea, you know, back when our mamas and stuff used to say, if you like it, I love it. That's what you got to think about all the time. 
if somebody's being disrespected, but they keep walking into the disrespect, if you like it, I love it. If somebody is in a situation where it can potentially harm you because they lack boundaries, hey, that's on you. But for me, I'm going to remove myself from this situation. Hey, if you can't keep hearing about somebody being in a fucked up job situation, relationship, whatever, where it's like they're constantly being abused and it's toxic, you say, listen, I'm always here to support you. But if you ain't about to make a change, I can't keep hearing this shit because my my innate reaction is to go into like combat mode and I can't be there. And sometimes you don't even have to have that conversation with them. You just move accordingly, you know, whatever it is to make yourself not take on other people's issues. Because like I said, I'm not telling you that this shit is easy because it's something I still struggle with because my my natural reaction is always to defend the people I care about. It's always there. Like my even people I don't even fucking know. That's just how I react to shit. Like, how dare you? That's not right. Like I'm always on the side of right and wrong. And I'm just like, that's not right though. Like that's not fair. That's not nice. That's how I always think about things. Like that's not that's not cool. That's messed up. Why would they do that? And I don't like it. But what I have to understand is by taking on other people's uh issues and you being their fighter for them, it takes the fight out of them. And some people need that fight put back into them because they're so used to people fighting for them. And every you can't fight for everybody. You can't because it'll make you feel like you can't stop fighting. And now you, you're you leaving your shit on the back burner. You got your own shit to worry about. Now you fucking uncomfortable looking crazy. So that's just a conversation that kind of sparked in my brain from a conversation I was having with my friend. And I'm like, damn, I still struggle with that because, I listen, you can ask anybody. I don't like when people do my people wrong and I'm ready to rumble. I'm ready to fight. And I'm too old to be out here in these streets scraping over road rage because somebody done cut my sister off or somebody was rude to my mom at her job. Like, I'd be ready to snap. Or somebody, baby daddy, ain't shit. I'd be ready to snap. I'd be ready to go off. I don't like all of that. But, you know, we gotta let people have their own fight and their own battle and stop getting involved. You can only be a support sometime and a listening ear if you can handle it. And if you can't, let that shit go. Let it go for your own sanity. So, you guys, like I said, thank you all for listening this week. I hope you got to know a little bit with me on our one-on-one in our 101 episode. If you would like to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is Deandra Kiera, just like it says on the podcast. Um, my Twitter is I am DeAndre Kiera. The podcast Instagram is JST Let It Glow. The podcast Twitter is Just Let It Glow. You can email the podcast for any advice, questions, any comments you have about this week's episode or past episodes, um, or any business inquiries. You can email at Just Let It Glow Pod at gmail.com or you can DM us on any of the social media sites. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for everybody that streamed the last episode. 
um, everybody that was on the live last week. Like I said, I am working on something really cool for us all to do. So tap in with me. Let me know that you're a listener. Um, and let me know where you're following me at so that I can interact with you all. Like, I love talking to you guys. I think that y'all are just such cool people. And um, I love that we're going on this journey together. And we just, we're just messes and we're just cleaning up our messes and figuring out life. So thank you for always listening. Thank you for telling your friends about it. Thank you for your reviews. Um, This has been a labor of love and I appreciate you all every week for tuning in. As, As always, we are walking through our glowing season and it ain't about to stop. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking to you all. Um, next week I am on a uh, vacation, so it won't be an episode next week, but I'll be back the first week of September. Love you all. Bye.